The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and we're still in the midst of teaching this Lisa Nichols series. And I think it's really important that I'm really connected with you all when it comes to this material. Sometimes we uh, are teaching these shows and people aren't necessarily always calling in. I'll sometimes get messages from you all in, in my Facebook inbox and sometimes on some emails. But I really would like to hear from you as I'm doing this series because I think it does matter. Uh, you can give me a call at 816-251-3555, you know, and, you know, let me know what's going on. 816-251-3555. Give me a call. Doing the show. Trust me, even if you're live over the Internet, we won't bite. But it does give me an opportunity to see what's happening with you. How are you accepting the material? How is it landing with you? You know, what do you need um, from the material that's being taught so you can get the best experience from the show? I think it does matter. And, you know, I I think it does make a difference uh, how that works. So let's just make sure that we do what we need to do so we can handle what we need to handle. So my hope is that you've been following along with the show and that you are working it as well as you can to make sure that you get the best life that you desire. So let's get back to it. So today we're still continuing with the fourth E, which uh, is building a beautiful endowment. And I've taken a little bit of extra time with this chapter because chapter five, because I think it's so important that we get this money consciousness right, that if we don't get this up, this part right, it affects so many other things. For instance, if you don't get your money things right, um, you know, if you don't get the money thing right, you end up having a situation or circumstance where uh, it affects your time, personal time. It can affect your rest. It can affect your bodily stress because when the money isn't right, anxiety, fear, doubt, frustration can kick in. Fear, just pure fear. Uh, you know, it affects your ability to spend time with your loved ones. It is. It affects your ability to support the things that matter to you. It's a. It. It affects how you build your future you know it it affects how you leave a legacy so many things are wrapped up in this conversation around prosperity and money i'm not trying to say it's the all and be all what i am saying is reverend ike says you must be the master of money and not let money be the master of you so if money is currently mastering your conversation in a negative way in other words you're always in the conversation either with yourself or with others around what you don't have That's not necessarily great for your well-being because when you have the prosperity money aspect in order, what that also allows you to do is 
step over into your creative aspects. What do I mean by that? I mean that I mean, you don't have to place so much energy on one aspect of your life because you've planned, you've strategized, you've developed the consciousness, you've executed the game plan, you've got, gotten the help, you've implemented things that you need to implement, etc. Once you've done all those things and it starts to roll and create momentum in your life through investment, through savings, through, you know, having an emergency funds, having, uh, you know, paying off your uh, debt, things of that nature. You can then start tapping into some of the other aspects of your soul far as, you know, you know, what are the things that are satisfying, fulfilling and creative, you know, artistic and so many other things. But you have to create the space sometimes to be to be able to enjoy those things without allowing the conversations that are connected to the money to leak over into it. And sometimes the finances on money gives you the opportunity to go get involved in things. People, you know, sometimes once they attain a certain amount of uh, financial freedom, they start to go do things like, Hey, I'm going to climb a mountain or, you know, I'm going, you know, uh, the Shaolin, the Shaolin temple in China to train Kung Fu, which would be like the greatest thing ever, the greatest thing ever. Anyway. And, you know, a couple of my friends have actually, I know three people have actually gone to Shaolin to train and one who actually would go back over and over again for years. Anyway, and I met a Shaolin monk once who came to Chicago. Anyway, moving right along. I think that it's important to make sure that we are very clear just how much this money conversation matters in our lives. And if we can get it right, we can get a whole bunch of other things right. So let me jump into uh, a couple of pages that I really want to cover um, that she covers on starting on page 253. All right. We're going to be out of this chapter and then I'm going to jump back. But I do want to deal with this page 253. She wrote, write a budget that tells you every month where your money should be spent. Now, that's really key. Really key. Write a budget that tells you every month where your money should be spent. Now, some of these things I've talked about over the last couple of weeks, but I want to make sure that I wrap this up nice and tight to make sure that we have what we need to have. Now, why is it important to write a budget that tells you every month where your money should be spent? That's because if you do not write a budget that tells you where every month where your money should be spent, your money will start to fly away like it has wings. And you will look up and you start to having more month than money or your money is not going where you want it to go. Because, you know, people spend money impulsively. And if you're not very clear about uh what you're doing with your finances, what will end up happening is sometimes you'll spend more money on some things than others, or you don't plan to get the things that you desire. That's really important. You're not planning to get the things you desire. You're not putting money aside. You know, so if you want to go on the vacations, the nice vacations, you want to be able to get those, you know, certain items, et cetera, then you have to create a budget for it. You know, if, if you like, you know, you know, to wear certain type of clothes, create a budget for it. I'm not saying don't get it. I'm saying create a budget for it. So you're buy, buying it cash, cash or debit, debit the same as cash um, in the sense of it's not credit. 
you know, I like to wear suits, so I put money aside for suits. You you have to be able to do what you need to do. So when it's time for me to go, you know, you know, get a new one or get a couple of new ones, I already have the money set aside for it. That's important because in my work, wearing a suit and tie matters because people expect ministers to show up a certain kind of way in my community. It might be different in other communities. Other communities, they are more relaxed. They wear gym shoes and Hawaiian shorts and sandals and things of that nature. You have to be present to your community. So what is it that you're seeking to do with your money? Create a budget around it. Create the set asides that are necessary for you to do what you need to do. It's really important for you to really get this aspect. Number two, she wrote, get out of debt. Pay off your smallest debt first. Then apply that now available debt payment toward paying off larger debts. Keep going until you have zero debt except for your mortgage, and many people pay that off too. Get rid of the excessive credit cards except for one that you use for necessary online purchases or emergencies or one business card if you own a small business. Now, different people teach this differently, and I think that you need to, you know, obviously, you know, follow what you feel as though is, is best. This is information, not advice. Let me be clear. I'm teaching what Lisa Nichols said now. I totally agree with uh, the snowballing. This is what Dave Ramsey calls it, snowballing your debt. Start off small, pay off the smallest one, take that money, apply it to the next smallest debt, and then you pay that off early. Then take the money from the two combined, put it on the third smallest, and so on and so on and so on and so on until you pay it off. Even up to using that debt money, you know, you know, to pay off the car notes, to pay off uh, any other loans or any other thing you have all the way up to paying off your mortgage. Um, and what it does do is it gives you it gives you a solid game plan of what needs to be done so you can always be ahead. Because picture what life could be uh, like for you if you had no debt and you paid everything cash and only thing you needed to do with your house was take care of the expenses and the taxes you know you know keeping it up things of that nature that's what i consider expenses whatever the utilities are and 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 maintaining your property value along with the taxes and you say well that, that that sounds difficult well people do it every day and what it requires is discipline it requires focus it requires the mindset that's needed. So let's just be mindful of what it is that we're doing and why we're doing it. Let's be very clear. Yet again, I want to make sure that if you do have um, questions around any of this, give me a call, 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. You might have noticed that the number is different. So if you are calling by memory the old number, don't do it. Call the new number. All right. Number three, find an, an additional revenue stream specifically so that you can put that money towards a savings, investing, or debt reduction purpose. So in other words, if you're in a situation where you're tight, you have to find other ways to bring revenue in. You know, let me add find additional revenue or additional revenue streams that are legal. Now, why do I say it <laughs> if they are legal? Because people are people. 
and folks will figure out and morally justify doing illegal things for what they consider legitimate purposes. You know, I had to do what I had to do to take care of my family, you know, and will end up violating themselves, putting themselves in jeopardy of jail and other things, or just doing things that are harmful to their uh, fellow human beings and community. You know, so to take care of one or two people, you'll do things that will destroy a, a whole neighborhood or city or harm other people, etc. So the end doesn't always justify the means. So make sure that as you're getting revenue, extra revenue streams, that doing it is in integrity with your spiritual nature. I don't care what it is. I'm not devaluing anybody that does whatever they need to do legally. I am saying even if it's legal, be sure that you're in alignment with the integrity of your own soul. These are certain things that uh, might not sit well with you, that might sit well and perfectly fine with other people. But you got you have to be clear about what those things are and aren't. I can't tell you. Moving on. She says, if your additional revenue stream is a second job, take that job with the intent of staying and earning only as long as you need to get your finances in order. Invest your second paycheck 100% into your financial goal, as I did, or use it to pay off old debt. Don't beat yourself up. Don't play with the extra money. Get in, get out, and get your financial prosperity underway. You know, it's kind of funny. Uh, I remember when uh, the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, who was the founder of Christ Universal Temple, would preach about um, prosperity and money breakthroughs. She would always tell people, if you've been praying for the extra money to pay your mortgage or your rent or whatever some large expense was, and, you know, and that breakthrough came into your life, she said, use the money to actually pay for what you prayed for. In other words, you pay for the rent money, the mortgage money, the car note money, the whatever, because for whatever reason you end up short and through your prayer, somebody came through and, and, and supported you. Some extra money came through in some unexpected way. She said, then don't go use that money and, and use it for other things and still be back in the same fix you were in before. That's called wisdom. Because sometimes we don't want to use wisdom to do what we need to do. So it's important that Lisa Nichols is saying when you get the second job, the second job goes directly into the debt reduction or it goes directly into investment. One or the other. One or the other, you know, because if you're not clear, what ends up happening is you can work a second job and then blow it by saying, you know what? I deserve these boots, this new purse, this new camera, this new, uh, you know, you know, Nike Air Jordan outfit, et cetera, et cetera, versus putting the money towards what you say that you are working all these extra hours for to get them. So if you end up getting another job or some multi-level marketing thing or, uh, you know, creating another business or whatever, Invest the second paycheck 100% into your financial goal or use it to pay off old debt. You know, she also wrote, aside from a second job, 
you can also pursue limited time projects four or five times a year, provided they pay well and allow you to invest the proceeds. So again, you're getting creative in ways you can create additional revenue streams because the wealthiest people tend to have uh, money coming in in different ways. Now, you might say, well, what about um, like a Steve Jobs and Apple? He just had one company. Yeah, but that one company had computers, iPhones, iPods, iPads, and now as you go, iTunes, you know, and the accessories that go along with them. Uh, you want, you know, and this is continuing up to this day, even though he's no longer in the body. So they created and they, they created uh, a system that you buy into the brand. So a lot of people who have iPhones have iPads and used to have iPods. I know people who have Samsung phones, but they have iPads and iPods and Mac computers. So they created their own monopoly because even with, with iPads, iPods, Mac computers, iPhones, you can't take them to the local store to get them fixed. You have to go to an authorized Apple uh, maintenance team or the Apple store for them to even touch your phone. Why is this important? In other words, they've created projects that allow them through time to be able to send the revenue their way. Anyway, moving on. She goes on to say, start by identifying a skill that skill set that you have and that other people need where you can hire out periodically for a fee. And let me read that again. Start by identifying a skill set that you have and that other people need where you can hire out periodically for a fee. So what are you good at? What, you know, something that you are better than average that other people need? where you can hire out periodically for a fee. She gives an example. If you're an administrative person and have good organizational skills, you can print a flyer and offer your services to local businesses four or five times a year, doing one-time updates to their database or organizing their filing systems or helping them get ready for a move. Um, now, there are people who need those type of skills. They might not be able to pay for a person year round but let's just say over when they need large projects done or large moves or they have something big that they need to do they might outsource for a week or two somebody that can come in and help them get over the top what that person could be you so be mindful of it that person could be you all right she goes on to say if you know how to use social media to promote a business. Why not offer to manage the social media accounts of a local business for two to three hundred dollars a month? Now, again, if you are if you already know how to do it, and and they're already busy wearing multiple hats and they can't put their attention on it, and you can go in and knock it out. Come in with your strategy, with your game plan. Um, tell them, no, this is what you're getting for the money that. Uh, that you are investing into this project and then go all out and handle the business. She goes on 
to say. And if you're a good writer, why not offer to write press releases or brochures for local businesses, churches, or nonprofits? Now, what you'll be surprised is there's a lot of people that work at churches do not have people that are good writers. They can write brochures. They can write content for flyers and things of that nature. It's one of the things that I notice all the time. Why? Because I'm paying attention not only to what we're doing at our church, but obviously I'm paying attention to what other people are putting out in the community and online. And a lot of it is poor. A lot of it. Misspellings. uh, In other words, misspelled words. uh, Not clear content. Too much content. uh, You know, etc. You will be surprised how many people don't have good writers on their staff or their team and they're putting out really bad content. If you're good at it, offer those services. Hey, I can write your press release again. I can write your brochures. I can write, you know, uh, you know, online content. If you tell me what it is that you want and you give me the, the, the basic foundational material, that's, that's, that's really important. All right. Then she goes on to say, you would be surprised by all the small to medium businesses that are waiting on someone to come and assist them. They're just too busy to go find those people they need to con- they need consultant help from. So in other words, they're looking for you, but they're too busy to stop to find you. They're too busy to even stop because when you're working a small to medium business, most of the time you are knee deep in the work. Knee deep, you know, knee deep like that old Parliament Funkadelic song. For those who don't know, you can Google it. Uh, That was one of my jams when I was a kid. Anyway, she wrote Janet Switzer wrote a book I love called Instant Income that walks small business owners through dozens of strategies that bring in cash quickly. Plus the strategies that also work if you have a steady job, but you want to make money on the side. Janet has 13 criteria of what to look for in a short-term minimum commitment hassle-free projects. Things like potential buyers can be easily identified and located through local clubs or business networking groups, for example. Advertising opportunities are inexpensive and and accessible, such as flyers at the local craft store if you do quilting or business cards at the local pro shop if you're a golf, golf instructor. Deadlines and other market forces cause people to buy now, especially at tax time, Christmas time, back to school and so on. Expenses can be paid as you make sales or take deposits if you ran an occasional catering business or a handyman service, for example. She goes on to say, whatever additional revenue stream you decide to pursue, do it with a specific purpose in mind. Let me stop right there. Whatever additional revenue stream you decide to pursue, do it with a specific purpose in mind. This lady, I tell you, she is so smooth, so good. Why is this important? Because if you don't know why you're doing the thing, you're just creating more busy work because you're not focusing and channeling channeling your energy where you want it to go. It's really important to understand the power of focused energy. Uh, You can look this up online, but if you Google uh, Bruce Lee one-inch punch, Bruce Lee used to take people in the, in the 60s and he would do this demonstration where he would stand people up. He would get these karate black belts and he would show them his kung fu that he learned in China and what he developed once he came to America. And he had this one inch punch that he developed from Wing Chun Kung Fu that he adapted 
uh, he changed it up a little bit to fit how he needed to do it. He would put his fingers in somebody's chest and with one inch, he would put all of his focused energy into that one inch. It was one, three inches normally. And he could knock a person off their feet onto a chair and the chair would slide on the floor. Now, why is that important? It's important because Bruce Lee was five foot seven and 135 pounds at his heaviest before he made his transition. So many times when he was doing these demos, he was 125, 130. So a 130 pound man can move his fist one inch and knock a six foot tall, 180 pound man back into a seat and the chair would slide. Now, what can you do when your mental, emotional uh, energies are focused, when your spoken word and actions are focused together? What can you accomplish when your spiritual, mental, and physical uh, 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 aspects of your being are all channeled or focused toward the same goal? So as, as she says, whatever additional revenue stream you decide to pursue – do it with a specific purpose in mind. Do it. She says abundance doesn't include working three jobs, but you may have to do it, do it to reach your goals. Do what you have to do, then start saving for your prosperous future. In other words, she's saying this uh, abundance now does not include working yourself to death. But in the short term, you might have to put some extra effort in to do what you need to do. Or as I like to say, it takes more energy and fuel to launch. A lot more energy and fuel to launch. If you watch the space shuttle, you'll see that they attach a rocket to the space shuttle for it to lift off the ground. That's important because it takes a lot of fuel. So the rocket is probably about 80% of the fuel that's necessary just to get it into the upper atmosphere. Then the rocket detaches, and then it can ride on less fuel, the fuel that's just a part of, uh, that's, that's using to propel the space shuttle through the air. So it looks like it's time for our break. So when we come back I want to make sure if you have any questions give me a call at 816-251-3555 816-251-3555 we'll be right back with True Transforms We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you will give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the support of listeners like you to continue operating and expand its outreach. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today. 
Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on this message from Daily Word. Is something in your life causing you concern? Don't be discouraged. The presence of God is peace and harmony, healing and creative ideas, is with you every moment of every day, providing the help you need. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. You are a spiritual being, blessed with all that you need for happiness and fulfillment. God's wisdom will guide you. God's strength will help you do all that you need to do. And God's joy will lighten your heart with hope and courage. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment. Unity founder Charles Fillmore is quoted as saying, Here is a mental treatment guaranteed to cure every ill. Sit for half an hour every night and mentally forgive everyone against whom you have any ill will. The act of forgiveness is powerful medicine. Is there someone in your life that you can work on forgiving? Try this exercise tonight. To forgive is to set yourself free. Find out more about Unity at unity.org. Tune into Everyday Attraction with Ray Zander every Friday at 12 p.m. Central here on Unity Online Radio. Take a deep dive into the teachings of Abraham and discover how to make the law of attraction work for you in your life. Each week, Ray goes into the heart of understanding the power of our emotions and how to become conscious co-creators. Learn how to release resistant thoughts and live life to the fullest. Find out more at everydayattraction.com. If you've been on a spiritual path for a long time, what can you read that's new and exciting? Try Unity Magazine. It's designed for the seasoned spiritual student with in-depth articles and interviews about spiritual practices and philosophies. Our columnists share their own faith journeys and cover healing, science, and psychology with even a little scripture thrown in. You'll read some classic authors and some new ones. Get a free trial issue at unitymagazine.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. We're again wrapping up this this chapter of chapter five of Lisa Nichols' book, Abundance Now. And again, my request is that if you are following along with this series, let's make sure that you get the book so you can follow along. If you have to go back and listen to some of the previous podcasts, you can do so with the understanding that you are working through the book. Because here's the thing about information. It's only as good as you use it. You know, one of the things that I think happens in the self-help movement in particular um, is something that happens across the board in religion. But in the self-help industry, it's different because self-help in and of itself is meant to be utilized uh, in a specific kind of way. It's it's written as a how-to. Do this to get these results. Uh, People become data collectors in the self-help movement. 
you know, positive thinking and the new thought movements and new age movements, et cetera, where we know all of this information, but we don't always practice it. You know, we read all these books, yet we just go right past the exercises and the and the how to and the application and we just go on to the next chapter because the information is so good. And we put that book down and we pick up the next book. Then we put that book down and we pick up the next book. And then we show up at the local seminar. We go see Jack Canfield, we go see Les Brown, we go see, you know, Tony Robbins or, or whatever is your thing. And nothing changes. Nothing changes because there's no action and there's no accountability. What I'm asking you for is the commitment to get into action for yourself and evaluate what's working and what's not working. See, it's easy just to fall back. I'm a big believer in default thinking. Big believer in it. Until you change your default, you just fall back into the old paradigm. Your default has to be different. So, you know, you're going along, you know, people are like, I'm going to work out. And I'm going to get this weight off. And they work out like maniacs for a couple of weeks, some, sometimes even a month. Then you check back with them a, a year later and they're bigger than they were the year before. Why? Because the default is sit on the couch. The default is eat Doritos. The default is ice cream and, and, and donuts without any physical exercise. Now, I'm not knocking people who are who are have weight issues. I want to be clear about it. I have a lot of lovely f- friends and families who wrestle with this challenge. But everybody knows that diet and exercise is the way you lose weight. Everybody knows that the way you make money, uh, where you accumulate money is you have to spend less than you earn. There's no way to spend more than you earn and accumulate wealth. Is if you want harmonious relationships, you have to have good communication skills. You have to be able to be compassionate and kind and loving, and understanding, and sometimes also make sure you're very clear about your non-negotiables and your bottom lines. That creates the boundaries for the, the relationship to function in. These aren't secrets. These are things that people know, theoretically. But until they're actually practiced, it doesn't matter. So, again, um, if you want to call me, call in. Last time I'm going to say it for today, 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. All right, moving on, page 255. Lisa Nichols goes on to write, uh, and we're still on these points she gave. This is number four. Begin to strategically find ways for your money to multiply itself. Again, begin strategically. Begin to strategically find ways for your money to multiply itself. There are three basic ways for money to multiply, and some don't require your oversight. The first is to simply open an investment account that uses mutual funds to invest your money in stocks and bonds, along with the money of thousands of other small investors. If you routinely send the investment firm checks to add to your account, you'll be surprised how fast it goes. Second, you can develop a product or or service of your own and start a business to sell it. Third, you can invest your money in an 
and other people's businesses after carefully investigating the company, analyzing its history, and assessing its future. This is somewhat riskier unless you are familiar with the industry, the company, and its product and potential. So, why is this important? It's important because, first of all, she's saying you can be an investor, you know, mutual funds, index funds, etc. Um, you know, there's also people who invest in things like real estate and things of that nature. You can create your own product, create a business and sell it. And you could also invest in other people's businesses. You, what I will say is this, the safest out of this bunch is the investment in, in, um, the stock market, getting into a mutual fund or index fund group, 401k or 403b or whatever you qualify for, um, and being very clear about putting that money aside, you know, even what I what I would suggest, if that's your route, have it as an automatic deductible. That's important, an automatic deductible, because if you don't do it that way, what will end up happening is you, you'll start making compromising decisions, potentially. And I say you will, but the potential is there. Should I send this over to, you know, Comcast or or, or should I send this money to the, the investment group? But if you have it as an automatic deductible, when you get paid, they get paid, just like taxes. When you get paid, the government gets theirs off the top. Well, when you get paid, having and a lot of people do this with their utilities and other bills already. So this would just be an automatic setup to when you get paid, this amount of money comes out. And because it's already out, you know that you need to function and do everything else with it. And start where you can start, where you're comfortable, and then build on it. And here's the th- beautiful thing. If you follow the other aspects of the game plan, you've done the debt reduction. And here's what's funny. Debt reduction actually increases your ability to to invest properly. Uh, One of the things that I would suggest is taking a look at Dave Ramsey's uh, baby steps. He wrote them in Total Money Makeover and, you know, and uh, Financial Peace, the book Financial Peace Revisited and uh, his Financial Peace course. You know, for those who don't have a fundamentalist Christian orientation, he does mix some of that stuff in uh, when he at the, when you do the financial peace university material. But the plan is solid. It's very solid. The idea behind it is if you follow the plan to the T, you will get financially free. If you follow it to the T, if you're physically able to do the plan. In other words, you can work, you can get the extra income, you can do the debt reduction, you can do the investment, you can do the steps that are necessary, emergency funds, etc. If you follow the game plan, now, obviously, if you have more income, you can follow the plan more. So if as you eliminate debt, you actually produce more money for investment. See how that works. So what do you want? So it's important for you to figure out how you want to strategically find ways to generate more income. Now, she says, uh, now that you have the strategies 
above to help you create financial abundance for yourself and your loved one, it's time to activate the entire formula, weaving together your own self-development, those rocket booster relationships, a life assignment that inspires you, and exciting financial prosperity, just like a Harvard Endowment Fund, makes possible everything that you want to do. It's time to activate abundance now. So what she's saying is, once you start to learn, you start to put all of it together. That's important. Once you start to learn, you start to put all of it together and you start to see how all of it connects. That's important. How all of it connects. It's important to understand that the other steps that she had in this book were to help deal with your thinking and feeling, your self-image, your spirituality, your empowerment. Because if you go into your money conversation with a negative self-image, with low self-esteem, without knowing who you are in God and who God is in you, if you go into to God with all, if you go into your conversation of financial freedom with the old context, with the old paradigm, you won't necessarily do the things that you know you need to do because you'll fall back on old habits. So this is why this chapter is later. It's one of the last chapters in the book because she understands that you got, you have to deal with the mind first and the programming that the mind has. Then you can deal with the other aspects. Change your thinking, change your life. Uh, Napoleon Hill said, whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Now, he, now, here's the thing. Conceive. That's your thinking, your imagery, your mental imagery. Believe. What do you feel? What do you accept is true? Because belief just means what you accept is true. But what you feel, what you believe you feel strongly about in your life. I believe that. I know it, etc. Therefore, it's your it's your thinking and feeling. Whatever a mind, the mind of man can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Get real clear. Get real clear about what is it that you're really thinking and believing? What are you imaging and believing? What are you imaging and feeling? Because if those images aren't in alignment with where you want to go, where you say you want to go, you will self-sabotage. You will find ways not to do what you need to do. You will figure out ways to blow opportunities and that have been and possibilities that have been presented to you. I'm not talking theory. I've been teaching this type of material for over 20 years. And 20 plus years, 22 years now, I believe, of teaching new thought. I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that people will unconsciously self-sabotage. Will intentionally self-sabotage. Be mindful. Be mindful. Now, what's really important at this point is for you to understand that time to start putting the material together you know it's important for you to start putting all of this material together to sit down take some time to do what needs to be done 
to do what needs to be done. Now, let me add, if you have a way to get away from your normal everyday life, if you can afford to, go somewhere else. If you can get a hotel room somewhere and just sit and think and game plan or go somewhere doing if you can't do it that way, go in and um if you can go somewhere even if it's out in a park somewhere or some public library, if you can't go spend the night somewhere else and get and get to working on your game plan. Writing out, doing your prayer work, doing your meditation work, doing your writing, doing your whatever. Sit down and just work on it. Get yourself out of your environment of TV and, and you know, cell phone, Facebook, social media. And I'm not saying anything of those things are wrong. I watch TV. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So I get it. The issue comes into play is sometimes you have to pull apart. So you get and and make sure you're clear about what your next steps will be. If you're not very clear about what your next steps could be, you're just living life. You you're in the relationship, you're in the marriage, you're at the job, you're running the business, you're paying the bills, you're taking care of the kids, you're doing the fam- handling the family responsibilities, and it just becomes an endless cycle of not doing anything. You know, so. You know, um, I think I have a caller. I'm not sure. Do I have a caller? Um, if so, um, let's put them in. It, it seems though, maybe, maybe not. I don't. I'm not sure. Let me just check this for a second. Got this new system, y'all. I'm trying to make. Okay. All right. Cool. So, anyway. Where was I on my thought? Oh yeah. So it's time to put all of this stuff together. One of the few th- one of the things that I would suggest would be uh getting a getting into a mastermind group. Talked about this before. Uh if you go to uh Jack Canfield's website, if you type in Jack Canfield Mastermind Group, uh he has a information on his website where he teaches you actually how to create and lead a mastermind group get you know you know uh, three or four people five at the most call think about who it is that you would like to be in a mastermind group with you this is really important so let me just say a few things about it the a mastermind group needs to be people of different various backgrounds who are successful in what they do or are striving to be really successful at what they do. So they're either they're, you know, they're at a certain stage and they're climbing or they're climbing to be at that certain stage. And you can see that they have the hunger to want to be better Two, people who will hold you accountable and you can hold accountable. So in other words, these are not always your best buddies and family members. You know, it's really important that somebody can say, hey, you said you were going to do X, Y, Z within the next two weeks. What happened? And vice versa. Three, people who will maintain confidentiality because you might be discussing things that are sensitive. 
and only you can decide what you want to share with the group and what you don't want to share. But they need to be able to maintain confidentiality. Very important. Four, <clears throat> they definitely need to be able to maintain the consistency of the meetings. Now, things will happen in life where you might not always get all of the members on. But the but when meetings start breaking down and the majority of the people aren't on the call, it's time to reevaluate the process. Um, I've been a part of mastermind groups that worked, and I've been a part of mastermind groups that didn't work. The ones that didn't work always ended up because of one basic thing. The people didn't make the calls. You know, we would say, hey, we're going to call every two weeks, every week, every whatever. Uh, and it didn't work because life was consistently interfering with the commitment to even make the call. You know, you're not doing the work if you're not even if you can't even make the call. And when it comes to making those calls and those groups, I would say five is make sure that the meetings are consistent. I would say if you are really striving to get better, quicker, faster, that you should meet at least every two weeks. You don't have to meet in person. Meeting in person is great. But the what's really important is making sure that you meet at least every two weeks so you can have some accountability. If you go month to month, sometimes that's too much of a stretch. And if you need feedback uh, on how to develop the mastermind. So you, in the mastermind, you could be talking about your financial game plan. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to handle it. These are the things that I'm doing right now. This is what's working. This is what I need some help with. This is what I'm doing with my business. This is what I'm doing with my work. This is how I'm getting this extra income. These are my goals about my vacation. These are my goals about my family. These are my goals about whatever. And then there's some accountability to doing what we say we're going to do. Hey, I'm going to go to the gym four days a this week over the next two weeks. When you come back to the call, hey, I went to the gym eight times a week. If you went seven, hey, what happened? You know, oh, I'm, you know, uh, you know, it's it's really important to really get what I'm saying. One of the things, one of the things that could really help you turbo fuel the pro the processes that you've been learning through this abundance now series is joining a mastermind group but make sure that they cover the criteria that i mentioned because if not you just will get in a group of people even if they cover all the criteria they still might not be committed the way they they might say i'm committed on the front end and then everything else interferes with it on the back end so let's be mindful and and don't allow a group or two groups or three groups that you've been in stop you from going forward. Cause I know people have said, well, I've been in mastermind groups and it didn't work. The people didn't commit. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. Okay. And I've been in restaurants with food was, wasn't good. And I didn't stop going to all restaurants. I might stop going to that restaurant. <laughs> I've been in places where I didn't get the customer service that I desired. I didn't stop going to that business. I mean, I didn't stop going to all businesses for that particular product. I might have stopped going to that company if I didn't get some resolution. So what we, you know, you know, it's like people who say uh, I stopped going to church because the people there are too sloppy and they don't, you know, and they keep too much mess going. And those same people are at the club in the lounge, but they don't stop going to the club in the lounge. People are people. 
You're going to find them anywhere. And sometimes things are going to work and sometimes things aren't going to work. And if you learn how to fail fast, in other words, get involved, see what's working, evaluate the process. And if it doesn't work, okay, what do I need to, how do I need to change it up? But I can guarantee you, if you do not put together this mastermind group, you, it, you're not giving yourself the best opportunity to win. Because the other thing that the mastermind group should be doing, if it has a spiritual component, and I notice because you're dealing with people sometimes with different religious beliefs, you could create some boundaries like, okay, we can use aff- affirmation. We can use, you know, we might take a meditative moment and say an affirmation or whatever. What you don't want to do is have people that are conflicting. For me, um, when I do mastermind group things, I don't want to be in mastermind with people who have large swings in thought because, you know, for me as a metaphysical thinker, I'm not trying to rebuke the devil, for instance, but I, I will be mindful about error thinking and ego and things of that nature. So that type of conversation is not my conversation. So why make it hard? Get into your mastermind should be people that you have a, a, a mental harmony with already so in other words you can get along with them your 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 dispositions aren't conflicting with each other and you can create the things that you desire then you can start systematically putting together the game plans necessary based upon the information that jack canfield gave you or other information i just like jack canfield's material i think he's excellent and i've taught his way of doing it in my class, Mastermind for Success class at Christ Universal Temple for the last several years. So I know that the Jack Canfield material works. Um, uh, I use the book, The Success Principles, and maybe one day I'll teach it on this show. I don't know. I kind of like to keep that um, that material at CUT because I like the hands-on component of teaching that material personally. So let me finish up what she wrote on this last chapter, because next week we'll jump into the next chapter. She wrote, only when you take action and start living inside the abundant new mindset, can you truly set your feet on the path to privileged circumstances and a breathtaking future. So she's drilling home again, this action. You have to take action and live inside the new abundant mindset, live inside the prosperity consciousness. Live inside the abundance awareness. Live inside it. And she says, but there's just one more step to go. In our final chapter together, I will reveal how to begin creating a legacy of abundance, including your work, wisdom, wealth, and life experience, so you can live now, but also pass it on to others. So I want you to think about as we go into next week and wrap up these last few chapters of this book over the next couple of weeks. I want you to be really mindful about what is it that you're seeking to create in your life so we can get busy and do what we need to do so we can produce what it is that we want to produce in our lives. God has placed all of these wonderful gifts, talents, and abilities within you. And it's really important for you to get present to what God has placed in you You're not an accident. You're a miracle. And because you're a miracle, it is time for the miraculous to be expressed through you as you. God has placed it in you. But you have to learn how to trust it, activate it, evolve it, and then use it. That's key. And then use it.
because as you use it, as Reverend Coleman used to say back in the day, it works if you work it. But you got to work it. If you work it, it will work. If you work truth, truth works. If you work the principles, the principles work. Success leaves clues. You don't have to figure that out. You just have to look at the principles of success and then get in a space to where God will give you whatever else you need to produce whatever you need to produce in your own life. That's how it works. So I'm asking you for your trust as you go forward. Trust me enough to say, let me just see if it works. Let me try it out. That's all I'm asking. If you've taken the time and dedication to listen to this show once or many times, I hope that you will trust me enough to actually apply what I've been giving on this show. So uh, that's my playout music. So it's about time for me to go. So next week, we're going to start covering the next chapter. We're going to make it work. We're going to do what we need to do so we can all live the lives that we desire because truth transforms. God bless you. I'll be with you next week. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We talk to the animals and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Karen Dendy Smith, and Meredith Tolleson. We will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.